Hey guys, welcome to another episode of She's Got Notions. Thank you so much for joining me here today and clicking on the episode. This week, my guest is Nicole Elise. She is a YouTuber, she's a social media influencer, she's a model, and she was also a cast member on MTV show Teen Mom, Young Moms Club. We talk about body image because I think with everything going on today with regards to social media and celebrity culture and plastic surgery I feel like everyone has like a distorted view of their image and no one is happy with it and we just talk about how coming to terms with accepting your body we also talk about her life on social media and how that affects her balancing life as a young mom I'm really excited for you guys to hear it so let's dive right in We'll start with like an icebreaker question. <laughs> okay. So what's your go-to drink? Alcoholic or non-alcoholic? <laughs> um, let's go alcoholic for a bit of fun. <laughs> okay. Um, alcoholic, I love... If I'm wanting like a cocktail, I would love... I love whiskeys. So I just mm. love like whiskey oh, wow. with like a little bit of... Uh, like coke like a little coca-cola like a few splashes i've been trying to like be one of those people that can like just drink whiskey whiskey straight on ice oh yeah but i can't i'm not there yet it's so strong i think i can do as a shot (laughs) yeah it is really strong but it and it's also like whiskey has so much sugar that i'm trying not as much to drink Mm. that but i love i also love wine too so that's hard what about you um i think my go-to drink is gin and seven up or like Sprite it is in America yeah it sounds really, really weird but it's nice because it's just like a little bit sweet and I used to love vodka but it was just not nah, it wasn't what for me <laughs> oh yeah I used to drink gin there was a time where I was drinking gin and tonic like not all the time but whenever <laughs> I would go out I would just drink gin and it was I really liked it but sometimes like I just felt like I would just drink so much I would just get so to a point where I'm like oh my god wait how did I get here yeah. like I feel like gin can sneak up on you yeah it is it's very sneaky I think I came home so I was in LA for the past 10 months and then when I came home over Christmas everyone just kept buying me gin when I was out so I was like eight glasses of gin in and I was like I can't do this anymore oh. <laughs> I was yeah, like, my exactly. tolerance has gone down so much right oh my gosh oh. I can't even imagine I know you are seven years on YouTube you're yeah. a model you are you were on the young moms club as well and would yeah. you consider yourself an influencer yeah I mean I really don't like that title I really wish they would figure out like another title for yeah. influencers yeah. I usually like when people ask like they're like so what do you like do and I'm like oh I have like a social media like business and like I'm a model but um so they're like oh so are you an influencer somehow there's this weird stigma attached to it which some people think it's like cool but I also feel like if you are an influencer you really don't like being called yeah I know I know a lot of people don't like that that's why I was like oh do you want to be called an influencer no yeah I mean I guess that's like our job but it, it sounds weird being like our job is to influence people to I don't know it's just it's weird but it's fun you know I yeah, like it I remember I I was on the Glossiers page and you were on it and I think it was trying out the future Jew oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I actually bought it because <laughs> I was like wow that looks really nice I clicked it's onto your so page and I was good. like wow it's so good I, I literally like I use future do first of all Glossier as oh, a 
goal um, is yeah. so amazing. Like the way that they've marketed it, as well as their products, are just so easy for people to use. Mm-hmm. And just overall, like that future do, I will use it all the time. Even if I'm not wearing skincare, mm. I will use it. I it's just love so it so good. much. Let's dive in. Um, when did social media become part of your like become part of your life? I would say, well, I was in high school when Instagram launched with YouTube. It kind of became it was first a hobby. I feel like seven years ago, people if you were on YouTube, no yeah. one was telling anybody that they were on YouTube because it was kind of like this weird like you're on the internet. But then Instagram kind of became I would say in within the last like few years, at least four or five years, I would say I didn't really start taking social media seriously until after my daughter was born and I was like, okay, like, what can I do to kind of contribute to my family and like financially? And I realized my passion was creating things and needing that outlet. And so I started doing that and I really started taking it more seriously. And then slowly it became monetized, you know, like it wasn't always, it wasn't always like that. Some people, you know, they're like, well, then how do you get paid? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this goes all the way back (laughs) to a long time ago. But yeah, I would say I didn't take it seriously until like five five or yeah five yeah. years ago so when was like your first partnership and you were like oh my god I'm finally getting like a sponsorship for a video I think for me when I the first sponsorship I ever got was San Diego based company their their name they're called Kopari but it was my first paid job so for that and it didn't pay like a lot at the time I I think I had like less than 10k or something on social media or just on um Instagram. I've always had lower numbers in Instagram. It's just so hard now. But yeah. in general, yeah, I would say the first job that I got was with Kopari. And I was so excited because for so long, it was just so fun and like creative. And then they reached out to me and they were like, hey, like, could we do a video with you on YouTube and we'll pay you? And I just like, at that moment, I was like, what? I can get paid? <laughs> now, like looking back, it really wasn't anything, but I was also much smaller then. Yeah. Um, but it was really exciting. Mm. I don't know. Hey, do you know Kopari? Um, no, I haven't heard of them. What what do they do? They're like coconut based product and care as well as like I think I don't know if they've done cosmetics, like body care, oh. skincare scrub. They're in Sephora. I don't know if mm. they, they would have it um in the Sephora by in Ireland, but no, so yeah. if there's no Sephora in Ireland, that's it's such a killer. <laughs> really? Yeah. They're in everywhere in Europe, but like UK and Ireland, they're not they're not there at all. Yeah. They're not <laughs> even in the UK? No. I don't know. I don't think they're in the UK. No, I don't think they're in the UK. It's like literally if you go to like France or to Spain like or any like the mainland Europe, they're there. Uh-huh. So like whenever I go on holidays on vacation to mainland Europe, I'm like, I'm going to Sephora. <laughs> so Wait, so how do you get your how do you like do you just shop online? Yeah, so there's online? A, yeah, there's also like pharmacies here. So it'll be and like department stores as well would carry a lot of like the beauty stuff. Yeah, it was fine. Like when I was in LA, I but when mm-hmm. I was there, I loved like having Sephora like literally right down. Yeah, blocks yeah, away. so handy. It's dangerous. Oh it's yeah, dangerous. I know. I signed you up know? to like their little box as well, their subscription, and I had to cancel it because Corona. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, no, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's so expensive. Like beauty stuff is so expensive. I remember when I like grew up, I grew up in Singapore. And so mm. for, I remember beauty products, like just to get them, you would do like spend so much money because they've imported it. And it was just always so difficult to like, you know, it was always such a pain. And then you yeah. come here and you're 
what? It's so easy. And like, you know, now it's like. Yeah. So when did you come over to America then? I came here when I was 18. So I finished high school and kind of like every, I went to an American school, an international American school out in Singapore. And so I was already on the American curriculum and I knew I wanted to go to university and college. So I moved here when I was 18. And that's pretty much yeah. what landed me here. Yeah. <laughs> you share like a large portion of your life online. Does that affect like any of your personal relationship? It does. It yeah, immediately my first thought when you said that was like, yeah. I think um <laughs> online, yeah. I definitely learned my biggest lesson I learned was doing the um the reality show for a little while. Yeah. That is definitely it's fun, but I would say it's not for everybody and I'm glad I did it. But at the same time, would I do it again? No. <laughs> it's hard on personal relationships, especially if you have family that's not that's a little bit more private. And yeah, and and also now on social media, I just try to keep it very just me. You know, yeah. like my like you know as like a I hate to say it, but like as a brand, like mm-hmm. I just try to keep it cohesive like that and not really share so much of my personal life because I, I think I got really scared after being on that show and sh- sharing so much and how much it damaged some relationships yeah. with me for me that I was like like I, I'm so scared to show anybody in that aspect of my life and even with, with my daughter she's only on my stories really yeah. uh, she might make an appearance on my grid here and there but for the most part like yeah it's just it's it's mainly issues on my stories mm. can we um, talk about the show for a bit yes. sure <laughs> so I actually yeah. I like had to download because it wouldn't let me watch it MTV was like it's not in your country or something so I was like oh god oh, I had gosh. to like, download this um I don't know it was like some other like now TV or something and I yeah. watched like a few a few episodes of it was it very like was that all raw and organic or was it a bit scripted what part <laughs> Like just the drama and everything. I was like, this is, is this what like young moms are like? No, I know. I think that also like rubs people the wrong way too is because it was so like, it got so catty. But there's a saying in the film, I don't want to say film, I'm not in films, but just in the entertainment world, it's just, this sounds like, bear with me while I say this, it sounds horrible, but it will make a lot of sense. There's people where it's like, there's a saying where when the light is shown, cockroaches run to the light and some people will run away from the light or some, I don't know, I'm totally butchering <laughs> it. But does that make sense? I feel like everyone had a camera on them and so things were definitely heightened. Yeah. Part of it was to entertain. Like no one's going to want to watch a show where they're just like following me changing a diaper yeah. and going on a modeling casting and that's it. And TV, like they're not going to like do a show that's like that. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is me. (laughs) Just walking my daughter. I wouldn't say it's scripted, but I definitely feel like things were produced Mm -hmm. in a way. Like, and also like with reality TV, you know, naturally, I feel like you get into a fight with somebody. You wouldn't be like meeting up with them at coffee the next day to like rehash it and just apologize. I feel like naturally people would just kind of be like, okay, that's it. I'm not talking to them but I think the the next day you have to like open it up and like create that dialogue again so in regards to it being scripted no a natural thing Mm, on on a show like that so you're forced to talk about things that you usually wouldn't and immediately like whatever you think 
you have to say. Otherwise, it read different for viewers. It's a it's a very interesting world. Yeah. I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> Did you have to audition yeah. for that? Um, no. Well, yeah, yes and no. Yes. <laughs> well, they uh, reached out to me via my ins or not my Instagram, my YouTube, because I was posting videos on YouTube about being a young mom and just like updates about just kind of keeping my subscribers in the loop of what mom life was like. So someone from casting reached out to me and they sent me and at first I thought it was like what is this like yeah. I thought it was like some like spam thing she was like no this is me like this is legit and she was like do you have any friends who are moms it was just so weird how like I totally already had a group of young moms that I was friends with anyway we ended up all creating like a little audition we had to yeah. go through all these hoops we landed the show and they didn't even green light it they just immediately went into production which was wow. really awesome what were the ups and downs on the show I would say the hardest thing is the editing and that's why I'm also so scared to share like my family life because I feel like I didn't get I mean I did I, I think I got a good edit I don't think I looked like like a mean girl I think with my family life especially like my daughter's dad I felt really bad with the way he was being portrayed in the show and that's why I kind of made it a point to myself that I'm really going to be careful on what I share on social media moving forward and if my daughter's ever in YouTube videos or stuff like that it's under my control you know like yeah. I can edit things the way I want and so that was probably the hardest part was living through that but the best part of it for sure was like the therapy of having to be forced to talk about things nothing these like producers and stuff people don't realize they're like they're like FBI agents like they know everything and they know immediately like if something is off or if they know that someone's not saying something or like they're 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 on your butt so yeah. you just have to be honest I also learned a lot about like the people I was surrounding myself with at the time like it was a very toxic environment yeah. for me that I didn't realize that I was really in mm. regards to like my friendships. So that's like the best part is like I could really kind of saw who people were, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? Were you like scared like before when you signed up and all, were you scared um, to have your life broadcasted like that? Um, in a way, I was a little hesitant. I had many conversations with my, my daughter's dad. He was you know, my boyfriend at the mm. time about doing this, we really weighed the pros and cons. And honestly, the idea of being on a show never ever, I don't know. I don't know anyone who's like, I'm going to be on a reality show. Mm, like, yeah. I don't know anybody like that. But when the opportunity presented itself, I really had to think about why I was doing it. And I also know how scary it is to be a young mom. Growing up in Singapore, it's like a very like everything is about your image, your yeah, reputation, yeah. how people know of you. I don't know if it's like that in Ireland or some parts of mm. Ireland. Maybe yeah, well, like, like I'm Filipino. So like I, I get that kind of culture. I think it's the yeah. Asian culture that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you don't really talk about those things. So for me, it was hard. You know, I had my daughter in Singapore. I went back to Singapore to have her. It was really tough. Like I felt very alone sometimes and I really wanted to kind of talk about that journey on the show in regards to maybe connecting with somebody to be like, hey, you know, you're not the only one. And each of the cast members had such interesting mm. mom stories and really have, it's a lot being yeah. a young mom. I mean, you can't, or just being a mom in general, but, um, it, but overall, I would say the experience of it was, you know, and then I also had a YouTube channel and I was like, this could really help my 
business. Yeah, and yeah. like, you know, this is something I want to do full time and this could really help. So, and also I was trying to model it, trying to like really make it in the modeling world and kind of get back into that whole world. So overall, I just really wanted to do it for mm. my career, yeah. hoping like it could just boost yeah, up definitely. platform. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did you learn to like set boundaries during the show and like you applied it to your real life? Well, not your, because it is reality TV, but like yeah. your life after it. Yeah, I for sure set major boundaries. And ultimately, I feel like I really had to face what was handed to me. Like I really had to reflect on mm. my life after that. And it ultimately, you know, Elias, my daughter's dad and I mm. had a really hard time trying to figure our way out after that. And it was difficult and it was, and, and I just overall, for sure, I realized boundaries are really important in my life. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't do reality show like yeah. that. As, as, at least if it's not about my Your family. family. Yeah. yeah, like that's, that's really, that's hard. Since it like boosted like your career um, like it like grew your followers and like you got more exposure out of it you were obviously then faced with like people trolling you like dissecting every part of you like how did you deal with that luckily I think I kind of grew a thick skin from being on the show um I think with just being with a network like MTV comes a lot of trolls but a lot of criticism which I knew like walking into it it's like what's to be expected but honestly I just try to like focus on on what I'm doing and not let that stuff bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't look at it, honestly. I try not to look at my comments or look at my DMs. I mean, I, I, I have to because I enjoy connecting with like subscribers. And I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a weird relationship. Social yeah. media is so weird mm-hmm. in terms of like people and just what they say and do. It's- so how do you do like social media burnout? Because like it's your job, but also like social media is such a big part of everyone's life these days how do you deal with like what do you mean like in regards to like sharing or like um, like just when it gets too much like how do you because it's your job like you can't really turn it off yeah yeah um I honestly to be completely honest I will get off the app like I will either move it from my see this is the thing that I learned it's like muscle memory like memory like when you open your phone my finger immediately taps Instagram like it knows exactly where it is on days where I just I've had enough and I can't do it so much it gets so overwhelming that I just move the, the app onto like a different frame of the screen, you know? Yeah. And that way I don't even like think about it. It's really like, it's strange, at least for me, that's what I experience. And I will see, I will just have like my sister log on on her end and she oh. will kind of handle, like I have like content that's banked. So whenever I need to take a back seat for a little bit, my sister mm-hmm. can kind of just keep stories kind yeah. of moving. It's not like, you can kind of figure out when I'm not really on it. Okay. You don't see me like my face. You see like other things, but it's really important. I think, especially if you are an influencer or if you want to be an influencer in or just being in this space can be very, it can get very, it can really mess with your, your mind, you know, Mm -hmm. and your self-esteem. And so like speaking of like self-esteem and stuff, like you're a model. So how did Mm -hmm. you get into modeling? Um, I know you, you said in the show, your mom was a model. I just remember growing up being on like watching, being on photo shoot sets with my mom. I would always just I just always remember 
amazing. Like hair flying and like with the wind and you know, just like photo shoots all the time. And it was just what I grew up mm. watching my mom doing. When I turned like 17, I think, I realized like a lot of people in like agencies in Singapore were like, hey, do you want to like do this? And my mom and my my, my mom and my dad were kind of just like, no, like not right now. Like let's let her finish school yeah. and stuff. And then I would say probably not until I went to college in the US and I was like trying to like make a little bit of extra money on the side. Um, I thought, okay, maybe I will try it out. And that's when I really did take it more seriously mm -hmm. and really found to enjoy it so yeah. you said um you did modeling in LA what was that like yeah, I mean that's really where it depends if you are a commercial model you're most likely going to be in LA I mean LA is just really the place to be for that market mm. but it's hard you know I don't live in LA so having to like go up there a lot for work was difficult let alone having a kid to raise yeah. at the same time I'm also lucky I don't live there because I can see I know a lot of people who moved to LA and they want to like you know they're there for modeling because that's where the money is at mm -hmm. and that's where all the jobs are you can get sucked into it very quickly and yeah. everyone always says it's like Hollywood like Hollywood has this like weird yeah, it has a weird thing. Yeah. LA was the first place in America. I've never been anywhere in America. And when I went over there, everyone's like, oh, you're going to hate LA. It's so fake and all this. And I was like, what? <laughs> why would you tell me that? And like, yeah. Yeah, it has like this really weird vibe. But then um, like I, I wasn't like part of that scene at all. So I was just kind of like, oh, it's like really normal. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally normal, and I think that's what everyone thinks. They're, they think they're going to move to LA and they're going to become, they're going to be like so fake and this and that. I mm -hmm. just, I also think it's with who you're surrounding yourself mm -hmm, with yeah. and being able to be aware of those kinds of people because it's very easy. I, I mean, like. If you have your head screwed on right, you can figure it out really yeah. easily. Mm -hmm. Like you're just like, okay, this person is this and this person is that. And you just choose whether or not you want to stay away from those people. Yeah. yeah, that's where I like met a ton of really great people in LA. And there are some really great people out there. Mm, yeah. I just think, but there's also like really shitty like, people. Sorry, can I swear? Oh yeah, yeah, you can swear. <laughs> okay, I was like, there's also really shitty people in San Diego. You know, yeah. you just have to like weed them out, you know? But I can also see with like modeling and just the entertainment world and with what we do, it's a, it can be very superficial. So mm -hmm. it's much easier to find that in, in LA. Yeah. Did you have your daughter before you, you did modeling or was it after? Had model, I had <laughs> modeling. I was modeling before I had her. And then I obviously stopped to raise her, have her. I would say about a year and a half was when I, I think that's when we started filming the show and they, want, they picked up me kind of trying to dip my feet back into the modeling world again. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty much, uh, the start of really getting back into it because I would mm. I was just so I also just didn't have a lot of self-confidence at the time yeah. too because I just had a baby you know yeah oh so like did that affect like did having a baby affect your modeling like just with your self-esteem yeah I mean for sure I definitely think that it was yeah I mean it did at yeah. times I also think like I also but the thing too is like people would just be like wait you had a baby how are you like so skinny and like yeah. that also became really hard for me because I've always had to deal with that like, like that word I just don't have a good relationship with it mm -hmm. so yeah it did affect me and the like my self-esteem and stuff but how did you like manage like now <laughs> having a baby or having a toddler modeling mm -hmm. social media like how do you manage it all um I don't <laughs> 
I don't manage it at all. Uh, I think I just, uh, my friend said it really well the other day. She was, um, he, he was saying, I always just feel like you're spinning 40 plates at the same time yeah. and just trying to keep everything spinning from before it like falls onto the floor. And it's honestly just survival at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know. I don't believe that there's a balance. I feel mm -hmm. like everyone's like, oh, women, we have to like balance it all. It's like, no, we don't. Like, it's okay not to have balance. Like, it's yeah. okay to like want to want to be at home more with my kid than like picking up my phone and taking, you know, a product shot for a brand, you know? Like, I, I kind of just go with the flow, but I think too, I needed, I had a lot of help, Elias' dad, and we work from home basically so we're pretty we've always been very flexible with each other yeah. it's been really helpful um and also he has family here so that was nice and then i also have um you know my daughter's in school well not now yeah. but she yeah was when she was yeah yeah when she was it was helpful as well um i don't balance at all at all i yeah. think i just kind of managed to I try to be organized mm -hmm. if you will, yeah you know when i when i first followed you i didn't know you have you had a daughter and um i was like oh my god she has a daughter and she's like constantly posting like all her stuff is like so aesthetically beautiful and it's like and then when I seen that you posted it like I think it was the start of June or maybe like earlier that you just mm -hmm. like you're like oh I'm finally accepting um, my body like what was yeah. that journey like for you? Um, I would definitely say the quarantine made me like we weren't able to be social with people and be around yeah. people so when we were full on in our homes, not being able to see people, I had no other choice but to connect with myself. Like I, I, you know, like you're literally sitting within the four walls of mm -hmm. your home yeah. and you're like trying to keep yourself busy that you, so you don't go crazy. I think it just came to a point where I just had to like really face what I had tried to avoid. And I, I always tried to keep myself busy and like not try to think about the negativity that I've always had with mm. the relationship with my body and like my wellness and mental health and everything like that. And I just didn't really want to deal with it. But then once, like I said, quarantine happened, I really just had to be like okay like you can't hide yeah like, yeah you can't hide anymore like you you're just gonna have to like figure like sit in front of your like talk to yourself and figure out like what it is that's really bothering you and I found Melissa Wood um she is an incredible health um she's like a health coach I would yeah. say um and I started following her and she has this whole other method of working out that I've always had a weird relationship with was working out because I don't know, I can get into that later, but I found Melissa Wood and she was very like yoga and Pilates based. Yeah. Um, with like a, have you heard of her no but I've seen her on your stories um and like I do love the whole yogas and pilates approach to like working out because even when I was in LA I never took any cardio classes I hate cardio so I would always right, just, me too. yeah oh it's the worst yeah That's and I like yeah so I always focused on like yoga hot yoga and pilates like they were because I love like the lit is that what it's called like low impact training whereas yeah, like you just do like really small moves <laughs> Yeah, and it's like slow, mm. controlled movements, which is why I like, and I had no idea that this was like something I could do. And at the time, you know, with quarantine, I was like, I just need to do something for myself. Mm -hmm. And I started to just fall in, like I woke up the next morning after doing Melissa Wood Health's workouts. And I was like, my body like wants to do that again. And so I was like, okay, let's try it. And then now it's like, literally, I would say every day, I try to at least every day do 
those workouts, there was just so much clarity that opened up in my mind. I realized I was just not taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. Like that survival mode that I mentioned before about spinning all these plates is because I never took the time to like really, really work with myself and connect with myself. I know it sounds so weird. I used to think like all these people who always talk about like connections with their, but it's true. Your chakras. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Okay. But it's true. Like connection that you have with yourself where once you work out and do these like, and you also have to find what works for you. Some people like my best friend, she was like, I can't do those workouts. That's like too slow for me. And I totally get it. Like Mm -hmm. everyone just needs to find what works for them. And I genuinely like, if you haven't tried Melissa Woodhouse workouts, like just, I'm telling you, she's like so soothing and every I just love her she's literally like I would if I got if I honestly got to meet her I'd be so excited because (laughs) she seriously has changed the way I have a relationship with myself but yeah I just think a lot of clarity happened and I also realized after doing her workouts in the morning I felt so much more energized I was in a better mood Mm -hmm. I wasn't as short-tempered I just had such a better mindset and I was like ready to just kind of do whatever I was okay being organized and having to do all these things I was like it's fine like I've got my time after a while I finally was like okay I'm okay with myself I feel good about myself and I think that's what I was lacking was that I was it just the self-care? Yeah, I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm. You know, like I was always just so focused on giving, giving, giving to my child that I was like, wait a second, maybe like taking care of myself. Now I can like give so much more and more genuine, you know, like yeah. I feel like it's like, oh, I got to I gotta make a lunch. Now it's like, I'm like, okay, like, let me give you the time now that I've had my time. Where do you find like that time in your like super busy schedule? Well, I try to do it wherever I can. Sometimes I'll be doing it and my daughter's awake or sometimes like I'll make it fun and we'll go downstairs and she gets to like play and I'll just be, you know, working out right next to her or, mm. and she'll be like playing or doing something. So we always try to like make it work and now she like gets it like she'll go downstairs to the garage and she'll like pull out my yoga mat for me she'll like get my ankle weights so she like knows she's like mommy did you exercise and I'm like girl I did not but I should <laughs> that's really funny but so she keeps it um yeah she's great and we just you have to make time for it yeah, that's what definitely. I realized yeah I just have to um so can we go back a bit when you said that you had a really iffy relationship with working out yeah I had a really weird relationship with it because I would say well when I was in high school I was very into like sports you would never think it but your girl loved sports <laughs> and um I really loved like I was very athletic at the time but I always kind of had this weird relationship with how I looked I think everyone in high school goes through that yeah. phase where they're just like oh I'm not this I'm not that I don't know I just started to have this weird relationship with myself there was like a lot of weird low-key but like everyone kind of knew that so many people in my like high school was like going like struggling with like major eating disorders like really really bad some sick thing where it was like everybody like so many girls like thought that they had to I don't know they had to have an eating disorder it was I not an eating disorder, but it was like I don't want to say it was like a tr- like no, nah, I don't want to say that. But it just so many people I knew had really weird relationships with food. With food, yeah. 
it was so strange and I was so surrounded by it. And when you're so young, like you just get so engulfed into like what everyone's doing. So for me, I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, why is everyone doing this? Like, should I be doing this? Like I had this really weird relationship with it. And I started to like be a little bit more picky. Like it really got into my head. And I got really picky about what I was eating. And I remember one summer I would like told my family, I was like, I'm just going to eat salads like the whole summer. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And I came back. Yeah, I know. Not good. I came back and I was very skinny. And I remember I had to, I had to try out for the, like, uh, I think I was playing, oh yeah, I was playing volleyball. Mm -hmm. I was like, I made it every year and I was just like, oh, I got this. Like, I'm going to be on this. (laughs) Got this, it's (laughs) fine. Yeah, like I wasn't performing well anymore. I had really low energy and my coach was really like concerned because like not only was I very skinny, but I also like had no energy. And Mm -hmm. she was like, I can't put you on the team. Like if I put you on the team, like your health is going to be so majorly compromised like so she didn't put me on the team so I started to work out because I wanted to like build muscle and like be strong and show that I could do it while all you know all the while like I was very picky about what I was eating and it was infecting my family and it just became this horrible horrible toxic cycle to the point where I remember one evening vividly at dinner I was like pushing my food around and my dad was like like the same redundant thing he was like eat your food eat your food and my sister got up from the table and she just went into her room and I was like what's going on and I went in there and she was bawling because my issues that I had this like weird disorder and distorted relationship I had with food was affecting my little sister and it was she was watching I think my whole family had a hard time because they were literally watching me just like wither away and thinking like I didn't have anything wrong with myself that's when I woke up and I was like um okay so my sister is now being affected by this like this is not good (laughs) it didn't help when I got into modeling where everyone was like you need to work out you need to gain muscle you're too skinny or do that and I was just like what is it like I work out too much it was just like, I was never good enough. Like mm. I could never, agents were always telling me to do this or that. I have ever since, like, just, I don't know. I had a really weird relationship yeah. with working out. I don't like the term skinny because everyone always says like, oh, you're so skinny. It's like, don't say that. Like, yeah, don't, say, don't that say it's a compliment. Yeah. Don't say that. And I know some people mean it like in a genuine way, but now like as an adult and now, now like also being a mom, like I really try to kind of check whoever says that, that thinks that it's okay because the term skinny like you don't know what people who may be skinny or genetically skinny or whatever it is have had to deal with it's like kind of saying to like a couple like when they're married it's like oh so when are you gonna have kids it's like please don't bring that up because maybe we've been trying and I can't conceive like Mm, you don't know you don't know what this relationship yeah or it's like saying tell like calling somebody like some person fat like yeah hey Mm. like you're so fat it's like it it can be insulting Mm -hmm. to a lot of people yeah yeah that's pretty much my story yeah I definitely I think today with like social media and everything it affects really young girls when it comes to weight and like image and everything and they might look up to like they might look up to I don't know like girls are way older like to influencers and stuff and they're like oh my god like her body is perfect I want to be like that and they go on like really crazy diets like I know on TikTok Chloe Ting I don't know if you've heard of her but she does like these two-week workouts and people like girls that were like 14 were like doing these intense ab workouts how can you like influence the younger 
generation to like not follow that kind of trend. Exactly. And that's like speaking to that, it's also very important for, yes, like some people might look at a certain, uh, an influencer and go like, oh my God, she has this amazing body. I also don't find anything wrong with people being like, I've worked really hard for this body. Like I get it. It's really hard for some people. So it's also very important to reiterate that whatever, if you're a size zero, a two, a three, a four, whatever that body image that you would like to achieve, as long as your mind and your like, as long as you are like you're healthy and you also have like a good acceptance with yourself because for so long it was like, people were like, oh my God, I love your body. And I was like, please, like I, didn't like the fact that people were saying that because I didn't have a relationship yeah. with myself like mm. that. I was like, this is not a good thing. And so I felt like I needed to kind of why I did that post was to be like, listen, it's been really hard. I finally have been okay to accept that my body, like gen genetically, I'm gonna be like thin, but I can do what I can to make myself feel better yeah. in a healthy way because for so long it was so unhealthy and also just like to stop listening to the noise. I think mm. it's hard when you're young, you know, yeah, to definitely. like take away like, the noise of like what Instagram's telling you, what the people you, and it's amazing because we have the mute button on Instagram mm, now. Yeah. So we can like- <laughs> You can, we can, you can like, still follow them and not see them. <laughs> Yeah, you can follow them and not see them. Like, I know there's so many people that I love and adore my, like some of my modeling friends and just some people that are just so beautiful that sometimes I have to be, it's okay to tell yourself like, this is making me not feel good about myself. So I'm going to mute these people. Like I'm still friends with them. I'm yeah. not trying to like unfollow them because apparently like that's a very big yeah. <laughs> thing to do. But it's just recognizing that if you're not okay, just do what you can, but I've always I've always said like it's also really important to just take care of yourself, mm -hmm. you know? What kind of advice do you wish you knew as a young mom when you had your daughter? That's a really good question. <laughs> oh my God, what would I give my young self as a young, okay. I would definitely probably say to not be so hard on yourself. I think a lot of moms in general new mom are just so hard on themselves more so than anybody because it's the most precious and important role that we will ever play in our lives and it can be like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves so I think the best thing I would say is just make sure you're happy so that your baby is happy because I feel like as moms we're so in tune to taking care of our kids and our man and this and that and it's just like we give so much that it's very important to remind ourselves like as if mom's not happy baby's not happy yeah. so mommy's got to be happy in order for baby to be happy and so I don't want young moms to ever think that they need to sacrifice certain aspects in their life or settle for anything if they don't feel like they're fulfilled yeah, like your yeah. child is not the only thing that can feel fulfill you you know like you have to be able to like be okay with yourself and be happy and then you will be able to just do the best you can as mm. a mom and not give yourself so much pressure piece of advice i'd like you to give is like to like young girls especially who are struggling with their body image and like comparing themselves constantly on social media and stuff like what would you tell them after like going through what you've gone through young girls on social media just remember that it's not real we're all editing we're all staging we're all like we are it's not real life like mm. that things that 
people have to remember. And also like one day, Instagram, knock on wood, I hope it doesn't right now, but one day like this app could just vanish. Yeah. And then what? So you've done all this stuff to yourself. You've put yourself through all this torture. You've created this person that you think you wanted to be. And then now this like whole platform's gone. It's like, okay, so what have you fulfilled? Like this Instagram life that you thought you wanted. It's just, it's not real. It's like a brand for some people, especially Mm. most influencers. So don't get wrapped up in comparing yourselves because And also you will be more successful on social media if you're more true to yourself and not trying to be somebody else or having the perfect house or perfect this. Like just be true to yourself and just remember it's not real. Mm. Thank you so much. That was great advice. And where can my listeners find you? Um, First of all, thank you for having me. And you probably need to eat dinner because (laughs) you poor thing. But um, you can find me on my Instagram, which is it's Nicole Elise. You can follow me on my YouTube channel. I post content every uh, week there and yeah I don't have TikTok yet but everyone's telling me I need to do TikTok yeah I actually like looked you up I was like oh I wonder if she has TikTok so I went onto TikTok and I looked up your name and I was just like all these random people and like no she's not on TikTok (laughs) no I'm not on it I I know everyone like literally yeah you need to get on it that's where (laughs) I know I just don't want another responsibility I'm like Instagram is so it's YouTube and Instagram is just too much yeah. of my time and I'm like another app which yeah. is insane but um, yeah you can just find me on YouTube and Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter all that good yeah. stuff thank you so much thank you thank for- you I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode make sure to like subscribe and share my episode also leave a review on apple podcast a five-star review please uh let me know if you have any feedback and let me know if you want to hear like certain people on this podcast as well i'm really open to suggestions you can find me on instagram at samantha tabasco or she's got notions podcast see you next week well you'll hear me next week whatever (laughs) 